And so it builds you used to doing all these little micro actions and micro failures mm-hmm. and it gets you used to that. Mm. And you learn a lot from these little side things. Yeah. And eventually you just never know where it's going to take you. Mm. And the thing is that what's probably going to happen is that you'll learn so much from this that it's going to take you in a direction that you never even anticipated. Mm. And one day that side thing just might turn over. To be the main thing. Yeah. Welcome to Subcut, the podcast where we talk about interesting things that uh, will get under the skin of <laughs> medical professionals or students or anyone that's interested. My name is Justin Sung, a former doctor. Uh, Neil Kukani, fourth year medical student. And today, the topic uh, that I think is interesting to talk about, that I, there is, I know there's a lot of interest about, is the idea of... You're in medicine, you're doing medicine, you're a doctor, or maybe you're not even in medicine. It's another related field. But anyway, there's pressure and there's a lot of stuff to do. You have other interests. Mm. You have side projects. Mm. You have ideas. Hustles. You have hustles. Yeah. Right? How do you hustle when your main gig, whatever it is, takes up so much of your time? So much time or energy Mm. or effort. Mm. Okay. And that's the topic that I I want to talk about. You know, the, the solution to that is. Simple in a way and also really complicated in, w- in one way. Uh, the complicated part is that it's really individual. Right. It depends a lot on the person's situation. The simple part is that it's almost always possible mm-hmm. and you just have to do it. You just have to start. Mm-hmm. And I think in my experience, now this is something that I haven't coached uh, people in a lot. So I don't have a huge amount of experience with this particular aspect, but I have had a lot of people asking me over the last several months since I quit, mm. um, since I quit medicine about how I was able to transition or, you know, that I was really lucky that I had this in place. And the idea is, yeah, it's it's very lucky if you consider sort of six to seven years of 40 additional hours <laughs> yeah, a week yeah, yeah, of yeah. work. Of, yeah. Of hustling, doing stuff. Else. Yeah. yeah. Um, if that's called luck, then yes, I was, I was very, very lucky. lucky. Yeah, wow, incredibly lucky. Um, yeah. I mean, I was lucky in that I was enabled to do so. I didn't have sure, any other worries. Sure, sure. Um, but there is, you know, there are a lot of people that are in a position that where they could be. Um, but they'll be going home and they'll be, um, you know, binging on whatever they have to binge on or, or not even binge on it. They just lie around and just kind of, yeah, you know, like they go home and become like this cornflake, just like mm. sitting on a bed, just yeah. waffling around. Maybe so even like more legitimate things like like um, not like the, the family not accepting their idea or their hustle or what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So even, yeah, things like that, you know, yeah. barriers to like, um, I think one of the, I, I suppose... It's, it's true of a lot of different activities or things that people would want to start mm. is that you don't have to achieve the perfect form first. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Freezer didn't evolve into oh, his... Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't cell, even his final cell, form. Final, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it, right? like, it was just... It took a long, it took many episodes to get to that final <laughs> form, right? Yeah, yeah. And look at all the forms before that. It just looks like shit, right? <laughs> it's androgynous as hell. Do we need to explain <laughs> who Frieza is to people? You don't, look it up, look it up. I just, I just think if you don't know who Frieza is, you shouldn't you be listening. Should, no, <laughs> losing followers. No, anyway, my, my point is that if you have a an idea, like I think any, any, a uh, person with any level of entrepreneurial experience. And I, I just, I don't think I have enough success to call myself a legitimate entrepreneur, but at least kind of anyone that's been in the game and trying for a while mm. knows that ideas mean nothing. Mm. Ideas are like one of the most valueless things that are in creation. Execution. Execution is key, mm. right? 
it, it means nothing. Like there's so many, like how typical is it? You know, you see something on Instagram where there's this ad yeah. for this new product and everyone's yeah. like, oh, I thought of this idea before. And it's like, yeah. well, slow clap for you, yeah. buddy. Like <laughs> I don't late. see your name on the no. you know founders <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. list here. Like I don't yeah. see you raising seed capital of like hundred million dollars. Like I'm sure someone thought of the idea of an online marketplace before Jeff Bezos. Well, guess what? He's Jeff Bezos, yeah. right? Like, so the idea is that if you want to do something, if you've got a hustle or a project, mm. just start, but just start on a small, tiny form. Like most people, 99.9999% of people can afford an hour a week, mm -hmm. can afford an hour a week. An hour a week is all you need. Mm. If you have one hour a week, you can across a year or a month, set something up enough to get something rolling, mm. right? You can spend an hour a week learning about the steps required to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So let's say that you've got an idea for a new clothing line. Mm -hmm. Great. One hour a week, find someone that has a clothing line already. Schedule a meeting with them on a Saturday. Meet up with them, talk to them. Done. That's your hour done. Um, go online, read a few articles for that hour about how to start your own clothing line. Mm -hmm. Read a little bit about social media. Set up an Instagram. That, is, Look that, on, that go, takes yeah. no, no time at all. Yeah. It's just like, there are so many things that actually get the ball moving. Mm. And there are micro things, but it's just, it doesn't have to be this big overwhelming thing. You know, when I set up JTT, it was really very gradual and iterative. You know, mm. we started with small things and just slowly, slowly, slowly built up. And it just, it was a very, very gradual process. Mm. And none of it really at any point until, I guess until, recently felt overwhelming, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, when I was doing it as a side, yeah. like interestingly, when I was doing it as a side gig, it was never overwhelming. Mm. It's only becoming overwhelming now that it's like full time. Yeah. But the, the, the messages that I get from people, mm. they're always, you know, most of these people are like, they've got not an hour a week. They've got like three hours a day that there's just, they could just be mobilizing, that they mm. could be using. They're on the train and then on the train, they're going through like their entire friends list worth of Instagram contacts and scrolling through it. Like, mm. hey, while you're on the train, instead of doing that, why don't you read some articles, listen to some Audible, listen to some whatever, like set up a website, learn something, you know, mm -hmm. increase a skill set, like network, develop your LinkedIn, whatever it is, mm. like start that grind process early on. And there are some real advantages to just doing it. Number one, is that it gets you used to that fear of failure mm. and it gets you over that. Yeah. Anyone that has a side business or a business will know that fear of fail failure and that paralysis mm. is fundamentally incompatible mm. with success in, in, a, in a free market. You need yeah. to just be able to do things, fail fast, fail cheap and learn from it and just continually grow from it mm -hmm. as necessary and trying to create the perfect clothing line or perfect restaurant or whatever the little side it's not going to come the first time it's not going to it's not going to well, there's no. a very little chance that there will so mm. you just accept that and you you try it and you do it and you see how you fail and you just do it again and you keep doing it and so it builds you used to doing all these little micro actions and micro failures mm -hmm. and it gets you used to that mm. and you learn a lot from these little side things yeah and eventually you just never know where it's going to take you mm. And the thing is that what's probably going to happen is that you'll learn so much from this that it's going to take you in a direction that you never even anticipated. Mm. And one day that side thing just might turn over. To be the main thing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's easy. And, you know, a lot of people will probably find this hard to believe. Mm. I genuinely believe that most people out there, uh, I know, I know, what you're, as soon as I said it, I know what you're thinking. 
What Neil's, Gary thinking, what Neil's thinking is this Gary V thing where he always says I'm genuinely thinking. I but, genuinely, yeah. But, yeah, go on. Deep in my heart, I, I legitimately subscribe to the thought. I don't want to get copyright strikes. Oh, shoot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Gary V, no, yeah, whatever. Um, that if you have, if you can... Um, put aside five hours a week, five hours a week mm. is really doable. It's really doable. If you just prioritize a little bit better, if you clean things up a little bit more, there are five hours a week on just a daily commute that you can, can be mobilized. If you have just five hours a week or even less, you can increase your yearly income by $10,000 a year just by having a side project or something. Mm. You can have something that you can monetize for $10,000 a year. Mm. I, I really believe that. And I know because me having no real business experience, I didn't I, say it. I really believe that. So he says, so. anyway. You know, I, I, in my own experience, I didn't have anything in business. I wasn't particularly good at the business side of things yeah. in any real way. Yeah. And in the first year of running JDT, we made $9,000 mm. gross revenue. But it's just, it just means that it's possible. Like if, if, if I could do it as a student that just didn't know anything, putting aside however many hours a week just to do it. It wasn't even five hours a week at the time. It was like, it was around five hours a five hours a fortnight mm -hmm. or something like that. Five mm -hmm. hours every two or three weeks I'd be putting aside. And I was able to make 9,000 from that, right? If, if you just have some kind of skill, any kind of skill, even skills that you don't think people would pay for. Mm. We're living in an era where people will pay for anything. People will literally sure. pay for anything. Mm -hmm. If it provides value to someone, someone will pay for it. Mm. You just need to find a way to just communicate that message across. Yeah. So if you, if you are sitting here thinking, hey, I've got three to five hours a week, let me ask you the question. Would you want an extra $10,000 a year? Because mm. that's really achievable for a lot of people. And if, mm. you, if, you're, if you have a, your own, you know, if you're listening to this and you've got your own idea about what you want to do and you are looking for some guidance mm. on it, what I recommend that you do is definitely do not leave a comment Definitely do not reach out to me. Seriously, try some shit first. And then when you fail, yeah. leave a comment, reach out, ask for some help. I'm, I'm not interested in talking to people that only have ideas because yeah. it's just a colossal waste of time. On that topic as well though, because you were talking about the, the that gap between just having an idea and then actually executing it. You mentioned fear of failure. Might, yeah. be, might be one of the factors that feed into this. I also think after conversations with several other people as well that like people just don't care enough about their idea that they have. They'll have it, but there isn't enough drive. There isn't enough will for them to like, like bring them to conviction to actually bring this idea to life just because they don't care as much. Yeah, but you don't have to care as much about the idea. The thing is that having like a side hustle, right? it actually improves your just overall quality of life because if, especially something like medicine, mm. it's such a one track way of thinking. Okay, let me ask you a question. This, <laughs> oh this is going to be weird. And I don't, I've never asked you this before. And I don't know if that's going to be the answer I predict, but do you kind of miss doing maths? I do. Yeah, yeah. Like, I actually kind of do. Because you- I was having, I, I don't know if it was with you. I was talking about this with Finley. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. yeah but I, was I was talking to this with my friend like two days ago. Yeah. I re I, around two, three years into medical school, yeah. I started doing maths problems just for fun. Oh, what? Okay, no, not that much. No. Yeah, yeah, well, but, but like, yeah, okay. You yeah. know, like you just get you just get used to thinking in just a, such a specific way. Yeah, you kind of miss thinking about things in a different way. I I miss problem solving, like problem, true problem true solving. Problem solving. Right? Yeah. medicine is not really problem solving. It's, it's memorization, then it's to algorithmic like algorithmic kind yeah. of sorting, pattern finding. 
Yeah. So the problem solving aspect that's really genuine and different ways of thinking and especially working with ideas. Mm. You know, some people are very ideas kind of people. Mm. Medicine is not a career that facilitates ideas. Mm. To be totally honest, yes, there's room for it in research and things like that, sure. you know. But it's it's honestly, let's be perfectly blunt, it's just minimal mm. compared to other fields that actually have room for ideas or are built around the execution of ideas. Mm. Medicine is very idea mm. limiting, and mm. in some cases, it's even looked down on to mm. be too kind of different, you know, in terms of ideas. Mm. So, if you are the type of person that I mean, and I'm presuming that anyone that's going to resonate with this is someone that has ideas about starting something that has something that they want to kind of imprint out on the world or mm. do their own little thing for mm-hmm. not doing that little hustle is actually going to be stifling. It's going to be really stifling and yeah. actually doing it, even if it doesn't go anywhere, just the sheer enjoyment of it. Right. Just think of it as a hobby. You know, yeah. people will pay a thousand dollars a year for a gym membership. Yeah. You know, put a thousand dollars a year for investment in, in your business capital, mm. right? Like you can do a lot with a thousand dollars. Yeah. And, and, and people put that money for a gym membership, but not even use the gym and membership. And not even use a gym membership, yeah. <laughs> people right? will use money for, you know, people will pay crazy amounts of things for stuff that they don't, like they will yeah. never really ever use. You know, yeah. people will pay $3,000 for a new TV that they watch for 15 seconds a day. You know, like there's, uh, you know, a yeah. culture of spending money already. Mm. Why not spend the money on something that's going to deliver you not only like legitimate enjoyment, mm. but learning and facilitate kind of an aspect of personality that's mm. being neglected. Mm. And then, as a result of it, you get to make money right. off of this. Ho- like, yeah. doesn't that sound like a dream? You know, yeah. just, and all these people are kind of, you know, will message me and say, oh, I don't have a particular thing I'm good at or whatever mm. it is. And it's mm. like, no, of, of course you don't know what you're good at because you've never really tried, tried anything, yeah. do anything yeah. about it, right? Like I, when I first started teaching, mm. it's not that that was my natural skill. Like I just got good at teaching because I just did a lot of a it, lot of right? It, yeah. Same with anything else that I like to mm. do as a hobby, like mm. everyone starts a beginner by default. It's mm. like the rule of the universe. You, sure. you never start good. Mm. And so if that's what you're, if being good at something is what determines whether you're willing to give it a go or not, mm. it's fundamentally the wrong mm. mindset to have. It should be, how can I afford to not do it? Yeah. Right. Rather than how can I afford the time and effort and money to do it? How can you afford not to? Mm. Right. When you, it's such a good package yeah. that you'd get such a good deal. Um, and so I think every medical student, every doctor should have a uh, little side hustle, mm. side gig. Mm. And the other thing is, if you have a side gig that requires you to go and meet a bunch of people, drive around, maybe be on the internet a lot, use your phone a lot, maybe typing a lot of stuff on a laptop, you know what? Business expense. Business expense. And you get a tax write-off. Oh. Put it through business expense and you get a tax write-off. And it's legitimate because you're legitimately using it for your business. Yeah, yeah. So if nothing else, there's a benefit there. Mm. And if you're in New Zealand, New Zealand is one of the easiest countries to set up a business. Sure, yeah. You can literally do it 15 minutes, 150 bucks, you've got a business yeah. done just like that. Mm. So moral of the story, have a side gig. Mm. Thanks for tuning in to Subcut. If you guys have any suggestions for content, please make sure you send it through. You can get in touch and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or find us on our website at jttmed.com slash subcut. Subcut is a podcast brought to you by JTT. If you or anyone you know is interested in a career in medicine, make sure to get in touch and check us out at jttmed.com.